You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Kelly Jackson. Welcome to another edition of Sassy Seniors. This edition, you know, I kind of doing it for my own sake because I am single. Yes, I admit it. This is not a commercial for Match.com or eHarmony, even though I have tried eHarmony. But are you staying home alone on Friday or Saturday nights or even for every night for that matter? Well, my next guest may have a solution, and it could be with the type of dog that you have. We're going to be back with the CEO of Kloof, and he has some really interesting results of a survey that he just conducted about the top best breeds for landing a hot date. That's right. We'll be right back. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Petco, where the pets go. Petco, where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail wagging, fur flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these, awesome deals go to petcodeals.com that's petcodeals.com petco where the pets go i'm not much of a reader but i do wish i were more well read there are so many great books coming out i wish i could find a way to keep up audible.com makes it easy to stay well informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening audiobooks from audible turn downtime into uptime you'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I want to introduce my first guest. His name is Alejandro, which I love saying. Alejandro Russo. And he is the CEO of Kloof which is actually an app for pet lovers. Is that right, Alejandro? Yes, exactly right. I love saying your name, by the way. It just yeah, rolls right I, off the tongue. I'm kind of used to it. I think with a guy, a band with the name of Alejandro, I have a feeling that you don't have any problems getting dates. Well, I mean, it's hard to know because the place that I come from, Chile, there's plenty of Alejandro, so, <laughs> so I haven't been able to test it yet. <laughs> that is true because you grew up in Chile, right? Yeah, right? I did. I grew up in Chile, and I just came here to the States like two weeks ago. Oh, my goodness. Well, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
Okay, so we'll talk about Kloof in a minute, but I want to get down to the survey that your website conducted. The top five breeds that make women more attractive and the top five breeds that make men more attractive? How did you come up with this? Well, it's a funny story, actually. Like, I was in the park walking my dog, and as you say, I mean, a lot of people have trouble getting dates. And I noticed that when people are walking their dogs, it's very, it's like an icebreaker. It's very easy for them to just go on and talk to somebody else and say, oh, that's a cute dog. And, oh, can I pet him? What's your name? You know? Yes. So I said, yeah, maybe the kind of pet that you walk in the park says something about you. Or maybe you don't want to say hi to the person holding a Rottweiler and you do want to say hi to the person, you know, walking a poodle, you know? Mm-hmm. So then we said, yeah, let's conduct a survey. And we interviewed like 1,200 people from different countries, single, not single, and see what they thought about what breeds say about the person that owns them. Interesting. And I do also find it interesting that even though my dog is a mixed breed, none of her breeds are on the list. (laughs) Maybe that's why I'm still single, Alejandro. Okay, so let's... No, mixed breeds work, work out well. I know. Okay, so let's go over the top breeds that make women more attractive. Do you want to do that? Sure. Has it changed? Because you were talking to us you know, before we started the show. It's kind of changed up a bit, hasn't it? No, the breeds are the same, but there are interesting relations to that. Okay. So if you're a woman and you want to be more attractive when you go walking your pet in the park or, you know, uploading pictures or whatever, if you want to have something serious and perceived as like good marriage material, mm-hmm. then golden retrievers and Labradors are the way to go. Definitely. So that's like the top one, right? Yeah. I mean, those two, they were like really, really far off from the ones that came, you know, right, right next to them because Labradors and golden retrievers make you appear as a stable person, somebody that's centered, somebody that's, that knows where, where they go in life. So, if you're single, you can be easily perceived as good marriage material. You know, you know how to take <laughs> care of your dogs. They're very well groomed, so you can easily relate to how that person is going to be. You know, with children. Do you think it's because so, men are attracted to golden retrievers? Is that the deal, or no, no? Maybe <laughs> it's because men are attracted to women that might be good mothers. So oh, okay. So, so that's what they see in a woman that's walking a golden retriever or a Labrador. But if you want to be perceived as a better maybe one-night stand or just a date, then those are not the best kind of breeds. Then chihuahuas and poodles are much better for that. Wait, hold on a second. So if you have a chihuahua or poodle, oh, then the guy's like, okay, I can can get a one-night stand with her. (laughs) My sister owns a chihuahua. (laughs) So she's maybe a little loose, is that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, it depends because... Because the kind of results we got told us that men perceive women who own chihuahuas and poodles as more attractive than other kind of breeds. But there's another result that also says that men find women with a chihuahua as seen a little bit more as somebody that gets around more than somebody that has a Labrador, for example. Oh, my gosh. This is is cracking me up. By the way, my sister is married. So I guess she doesn't count in that. Oh, okay. yeah. But <laughs> this I is think, too I, funny. I think he's going to get mad or anything. This like, is 
This is kind of unscientific, though, because you're just, are, well, how scientific can you get when you're asking people on the streets, too, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is just a result of some right. uh, 1,200 people in, in parks. Now, okay, Beagle was the number five, right? Exactly. Beagles are, are, are an interesting mix because they're, they make women look attractive, but they don't make them seem to be easy or just why not understand it. It's attractive, so so that might be a pretty good mix between a golden retriever and a chihuahua. Okay, okay. Let's go to the top five breeds of, um, that make men more attractive. Yeah, so the top five breeds uh, for making men attractive are German Shepherds, and then golden retrievers and Labradors also got repeated, and that's because of the same reason for women. You know, it's because. Maybe women see in a man that has a Labrador, somebody who can take care, somebody who's serious, and that can be perceived as good marriage material. The German okay. Shepherd, the kind of comments we got, was that it has the same effect as a Golden Retriever or a Labrador, but it's a little bit more masculine. Uh, mm. Women perceive men that have German Shepherds as more masculine and overprotective. Well, they are the police canine dogs here in the United States, German Shepherds, so... yeah. Manly dog. Okay, Siberian Husky. That made number four, right? Yeah. Huskies, they're also interesting because Huskies, besides making men appear attractive to women, what what women think about a man with a Husky is that he's well-groomed. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the result we got the most, that a, that a man, for example, that has a pit bull is perceived as a slimy or sketchy, but a man who's on Siberian, Siberian Husky appears to be somebody who knows how to take care of himself and his appearance. Who were these people you were interviewing? Pit bulls are great dogs. Yeah, they My are. goodness. I mean, I love pit bulls, but I think that if you want, like, you want to have, like, a change of appearance, you know, get a new style, something like that, mm-hmm. maybe a Siberian Husky does the trick, like, better than a pit bull. <laughs> okay, and the fifth one, French Bulldog. Yeah, French Bulldog is a, is a kind of breed that's been getting like quite trendy in the last couple of years. It's been appeared in several TV shows like Modern Family, for example. So men who have French Bulldogs, they seem to be attractive because it's a trendy breed, you know, it's a breed mm-hmm. that's like featured in media. So that sets things about, about the men who... Well, we want to note that these were unscientific, you know, you do, you got these from people that were in parks. So we don't want to take away from the breeds <laughs> that didn't make the list. And also the explainer for like the Chihuahua and, you know, why men are attracted to women with Chihuahuas. So we want to make sure no, we don't want to, we don't want to get anyone angry, no. you know. No, no, nobody's going to get angry. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just like we, we went to a park several days in a row, uh-huh. uh, different parks, and we had people say what they, what they felt about, about different breeds and what they relate them to. So we figured out a few interesting relationships between the kind of breed and the Well, it looks like I'm going to have to to go, uh, I have to adopt a golden retriever, I guess, if I want to get a date. <laughs> yeah, or a chihuahua, depending on what you want. Yeah, or if I want a one-night stand, I'll get a chihuahua. Exactly. <laughs> well, that was really interesting. Very interesting results. Now, people can get all of the results on your website also, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is just 
like a little a, gl- right. a little glimpse of what we had because right. we created an awesome website called Kluth.com. That's K L O S dot com. Uh-huh. And what we did is is create an iPhone app for pet lovers. So, and it's a free app too, right? Yeah, it's free. You can download it in the app store. It's very easy to use and it's super fun because it lets you create a profile for your pet. So you love your pet and you like uploading pictures, you can definitely have a great time using Kluf because you create a profile for your pet, you can post them on Facebook as well, and you can earn points and badges if you're a good pet owner. Interesting. Now, how long ago did you create this? Well, this is like fresh out of the oven. Uh, oh. We've been working on this like for six months, and mm-hmm. it got launched like three days ago. So this brand new. Our testers are like our first users. We really loved it. And now we came here to New York. We're in America right now to launch this because we feel that the American audience is really going to like what we've been working on. Well, congratulations on Kloof. And, you know, you're just 24 years old. Isn't that right? Yeah, actually 23. Of 23. You're only 23. You came up with this app and this very interesting survey. And you're the former co-founder of Soy Gourmet as well, right? Yeah, exactly. Soy Gourmet was the, the Chile's first restaurant iPhone app. Basically like Seamless or Open Table in Chile. Mm-hmm. became the most downloaded app in the country and... Then I had to finish uh, my degree, my master's degree, so it got acquired. It was a good opportunity, and now I've created Clues. So young and so creative. Wow, Alejandro. You have a cat named Coco, right? Yeah, I do. And a Silky Terrier? Yes. And the Silky Terrier didn't make the list either. No, no. They're not that well known. I mean, people relate more to Yorkshire Terriers. Mm-hmm. But I just love Nikki, my silky terrier. I mean, there's a special story about her and me. You know, I was I was afraid of dogs when I was a kid. Really? Really. I had like this huge phobia because a dog bit me in the hand and I couldn't get near a dog. I mean, not even like two blocks. So, so what made you uh, do the turnaround as an adult? Well, you're barely, you're only 23. But what made you get into the pet business then? Yeah, so I was like, so afraid of dogs, they couldn't even go over to friends' houses. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. My mom got me into therapy, everything, and nothing worked. And then my mom got me as a birthday gift, Nikki, my silky terrier. Aww. So she said, if you're afraid of dogs, then I'm going to get you a dog. And she got me Nikki, and she was just, just, uh, she was just born. She was a puppy. And, and I started losing my fear of dogs thanks to her. So that's why I, I see how people feel very close to their pets. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, they're not like just an animal running around your house. You have a real bond with them. They're family members. So Absolutely. How, wanted, how old is that, Nikki? wanted to create Coop.com. How old is Nikki? Nikki is 11 right now. She's going to uh, be 11 this year. So she is a senior pet, which is my specialty. I think it's great that you, it's amazing, isn't it, though, how you were once afraid of pets, and now pets sound like they're your passion. I mean, that's what you're doing now, so. Yeah, I mean, I just love pets, and I I love people who love pets. I mean, I can see how much love there is, you know, and I just wanted to create a special app for people to express that. Well, I think it's great. Alejandro, it was great chatting with you. Thank you very much. It was great chatting with you. I really appreciate your time, your invitation, 
And I hope your readers get to check out Kloof. It's K-L-O-O-F, and it's free. It's on the App Store. You just download it, create profiles for your pets. Super fun to use. It sounds like it's a lot of fun. Well, congratulations to you, and I wish you all the best in the future. Thank you very much. I wish you the best as well. Take all care. Right. All right. And we'll be back with our next guest after the break. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Introducing the new Brett Michaels Pets Rock Collection, exclusively at PetSmart. I created it for the pets that rock your world. Shop the Brett Michaels Pets Rock Collection and celebrate PetSmart's 25th anniversary with up to 25% off thousands of items on the PetSmart site. Plus, free shipping on orders of $49 or more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. That's PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. X-Power is a global brand that offers a complete line of stand dryers, cage dryers, and multiple blasters that cater to both home and professional groomers. Designed to be quiet, lightweight, and powerful, X-Power pet dryers will save you time, energy, and money. The X-Power B2 Pro at Home Dryer is the perfect holiday gift for family and friends. Please check out our holiday specials at viperpet.com and amazon.com. For more information, visit xpower.ws or call 855-855-8868. Your groomer is going to hate me. Hi, I'm Allie McLennan. Join me for my Pet Life Radio show, Groom for Improvement. You're going to save time and money with these tips from my New York City grooming table. From product recommendations to do's and don'ts, I am going to hook you up. So just do me a favor and don't mention this to your groomer. Groom for Improvement on Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. You know, when my dog, Miko, passed away just over a year ago, as much as I write about senior dogs, I wish I would have had this manual prior to, because it is a fabulous book that talks about, it's so positive and informative and realistic about what your senior dog goes through. With me is Jennifer Kachnik. She put together a book called Your Dog's Golden Years, a manual for senior dog care. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem. We're glad that you could join us. Love this book. I love that you not only contributed to it, obviously, but you have 19 other experts in senior dog care who also contributed a chapter. And I think this book is great for anyone, not even if you have a senior dog, because eventually your younger dog's going to be a senior too. Right. (laughs) I like the fact that it kind of, to tell you the truth, when I was reading some of those chapters, kind of eases some of the fears that you may have also when your dog is going through the final stages. Right. Yeah, I work with, I have a canine wellness business and most of my clients are senior dogs. And there are stages that they go through, and they don't all get, you know, diseases. 
towards the end, but they're all going to die. That's a fact of life, and uh, the book does give you tools and lots of resources to deal with that end-of-life stuff and chronic illnesses and what senior dogs need, kind of what, what life is like for them. Right, and other options, not just your more traditional, you know, vet care, but you have homeopathy, and you're also a certified canine massage therapist and an animal Reiki practitioner? Right. Reiki is energy healing, and I wrote the chapter on that in the book. There's different types of energy healing out there, but that's an option for dogs. Tell us about energy healing. What exactly is that? Energy healing, it's, it's a trained practitioner. We get certified, and we're sort of taking our energy, positive energy, and, you know, putting it into the dog. And we can feel their energy, and sometimes we can, you know, put our hands over the dog, and we can feel negativity or where the dog's in pain. Mm-hmm. And it's just another way. Again, it's non-invasive, and there's no side effects of mm-hmm. getting some help for the dog. It helps the body to heal itself. It helps sort of align the body. That is in chapter 13 of the book, page 145, by the way. Now, you also say that a pet parent can actually learn how to do this energy healing techniques too, right? Yes, there's different places you can get, learn about the the technique around the country. And I do have those resources at the end of the chapter. And actually, each author has resources, their favorite resources on their topic at the end of their chapter, so people can get more information if they want to learn these techniques or find a practitioner in their area. That's why I love, too, after, like you said, after each chapter, it's very detailed, other resources that you can go to. In fact, one of our friends, one of our former guests on Pet Life Radio, Sherry Franklin from Muttville Senior Dog Rescue, she also contributed a chapter, which was great, too. She did, yeah. She wrote a chapter on the benefits of having and adopting a senior dog, and she did a really good job. Yeah. Now, I also like that um, your dog, Claude, he um, had a little chapter, too. Was he the inspiration for this book? Yeah, he was one of them. And again, my clients' dogs, they would all ask me sort of the same questions and want options out there. A lot of veterinarians aren't aware of all the different, more natural, you know, holistic type options available to work, you know, in conjunction with traditional veterinary medicine. And so that's why I wanted to put this book together as a resource so people could have enough information they could decide if it's something they want to pursue and look into or not. But then, you know, people just feel like they just want to do everything they can towards the end. You feel guilty, and that's why there's that uh, chapter, the last chapter on, you know, grief and and uh, the guilt that we all deal with towards the end. Did we do enough or did we wait right. too long? That kind of thing. Right. And I like also how each contributor has their own little, for lack of a better word, like case study or story or stories that they have been through with with some of their clients, which really, they're great stories. I really love that. Tell us about Claude. Claude, yeah. Claude is a golden retriever, and goldens are pretty typical to have some health issues there towards the end because they're a larger breed. And his chapter is from his perspective, from a senior dog's perspective. And as they get older, there's different things that we can do that that most people may not think about, like having more water dishes around the house or if you have, you know, particularly if you have stairs, it gets a little harder for dogs to climb the stairs there Mm -hmm. towards the end. And they do tend to slip sometimes on wood and tile floors, so putting rugs down or there's different little booties you can get for their feet, just sort of giving people some 
you know, different ways of, well, what can I do to help my dog make his life a little easier? Right. How's Claude doing these days? He's doing great. He's doing good. <laughs> How old is he? 13. Wow, he is doing fab, huh? Yeah, yeah. Also, you have a chapter, on chapter 21, you talk about when to get another dog, which can really be a difficult decision for many pet parents. And you brought up a really great point. Should you really get the same, and everyone is different, but should you really get the same type of dog? Right. You know, a lot of people are pretty grief-stricken, and they think, oh, I'm not going to get another dog. I can't go through this as well. And, you know, there's, I think the best legacy you can leave your dog is to give that love to another dog that's in need. And sometimes people do think about getting the same breed, the same color, but what happens is you kind of have the same expectations for that dog as the other dog, and Mm. it can make it a little easier if you get a dog of a different breed, different size, uh, different color. And another option is to maybe foster a dog if you're not ready to take on that commitment. There's lots of dogs in need of, of just sort of temporary homes that, you know, you could, you could get a dog in and help them out without making that commitment until you're ready. Absolutely. What do you hope that people get out of this book? Just, the, you know, it's information. Again, I just wanted to compile all this together into one book so that when people are going through this stage, they have all the tools and resources they need to make the best decisions for their dog's care. So they have some, they feel like they have a little power and, and control and and there's not a lot of resources for that end of life time period. And there's actually free counseling people can get, pet grief counseling. There's just a lot of resources I've found through the years that most people aren't aware of that I just wanted to compile into this book. And it's meant just to keep around and you just read a chapter or two when you need it and mm-hmm. refer to the resources when you need it. But kind of gives people a start to finish of options and information and resources they need at that the last few years of their dog's life. I know that you have been caring for senior dogs with your clients for for years now, but are you finding, at least I am on my end, that there is more out there now for senior dog care and that the outlook and the attitudes that people have toward older dogs is improving? Yeah, it is. And I I think even in the animal shelters, I've volunteered for years at shelters, but, you know, 10, 15 years ago, they might have, you know, euthanized the senior dogs that came in. And today, uh, that's really not the case from from my experience, that people are even coming and asking to adopt senior dogs now. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, there is a lot of benefits. Um, Absolutely. You know, they're trained, house trained, they're usually a little calmer, and some people don't want a dog for 15 years. Maybe you just want a dog for a few years, maybe you're going to be retiring or, or what have you. And mm-hmm. there's just, um, yeah, they're great. They're great. Yeah. Well, anyone who has a senior dog knows. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, there was a survey about a year ago that said that more and more people on the go, people who are still in their 20s and 30s are even looking at getting senior dogs because they are kind of on the move a lot. And it's just so much easier to take care of a senior dog than it is one of the young guns, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Puppies, they're cute as can be, but they are a lot of work, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Jennifer, where can we get this book? It's available on Amazon. It will soon be available in um, Barnes & Noble. It's available as an ebook there, as a Nook and also a Kindle. And then the book has a website where people can purchase it and also get more information, and it's SeniorDogBooks.com. I love it. I truly, truly do. I know you put a lot of love into this book, 
and the contributors that you have are top notch. And I learned a lot myself from reading this book. So I really am so glad that we were able to have you on. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for another edition of Sassy Seniors. You you can always read my blog on ARF.com. And here's a shameless plug that I have. My new division of ARF, my BFF network, which provides senior dogs for senior people. We were just voted on St. Louis Magazine's A-list for the number one pet service in St. Louis. Yes, it is a shameless plug, but I'm pretty proud of it. And you can always see me every weekend on NBC in St. Louis on KSDK, where we often have a dog segment. So as always, never count out a senior dog. Thanks so much for joining us for another edition of Sassy Seniors. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.